0: eyes peeled everyone it's time for the full 10 yards college football podcast
1: hello and welcome to the full 10 yards college football podcast back again after another jam-packed weekend of college football action with a lot of points going up and a few shocks going in actually you know none more so in the Big 12 where there's a few shocks and then obviously Jacksonville State getting up there against uh, Florida State. <laughs> Couldn't be <really laughs> making that into the opening. Now, obviously, it's, a, it's back to winning ways for all of our teams, really. I don't think uh, Notre Dame played, but the, the other three teams that we kind of root for all had a good week. So that was very, very good from our point of view. Back with um, Andy, as you just heard, as I was just ribbing in there about Florida State and Kieran and Rob, and sitting out for this one this week. Um, but lads, all, all, all well with everyone. All good, my end. All good. All good. Right then. So this All week we've not really got much of a plan, to be honest. Just, just going to talk some football, I think. Um we're going to talk about some games that we've just watched this weekend, tell you the players that we thought did really well. Obviously, we're going to work in our new feature, Kenny Picket Watch, as Andy brings us forward for the Pitt game. And then we'll look ahead to, to next week's uh, batch of football, really. So Andy, why don't you start us off actually with with Kenny Picket Watch?
0: Yeah. Um actually a defeat for uh Pickett and, uh, and Pitt this week, but uh, one of the better games that I, I caught over the weekend uh 29-30 uh defeat to NC state but um two very good quarterbacks uh, on show actually and uh also two quarterbacks that had to really lift um their teams with not a lot of uh, talent uh, around that I don't think it's fair to say um Pickett went for 411 yards and, and one one throwing touchdown but also led the team in in, in rushing yards with 40 and, and two Touchdowns on the ground as well. Um, like I just alluded to, that the problem with Pitt is that uh, Pickett's just got not nothing much around him. Uh, Vincent Davis on the ground, literally went for one burst run and then struggled to to contribute anything else. And then a couple of well, it's a couple of decent receivers, but um, you know, Pickett is the uh, focal point and and often uh, making plays on the run and, and stuff like that. And we saw that a couple of times. I think I uh, retweeted one of the uh, highlight videos mm-hmm. where we like scrambled out and. And getting the ball out and completing downfield, so that was um, it was good to watch. Uh, and to be honest, I thought they'd uh, thought they'd done it when they uh, went ahead with a picket like uh, you know, that quarterback rush one yard out sort of job um, with about a minute and a half left on the clock. But uh, NC State, uh, all credit to them, what a what a fantastic drive sir, uh, to win the game. Um, Devin Leary, you know, looking very sharp, 336 yards and four touchdowns on the day. But this game in a drive, he just like cherry picked his way down the field and capped with a lovely like back shoulder throw uh, into the into the front corner of the end zone to to win it. And yeah, it was a, it was a good game. It was uh, I think at the same time as the as the Florida game. I started off with that, but that became a bit uh, <laughs> monotonous straight away as our as our uh, guys Trask and, and Pitch started taking that over. So over to this one and uh, yeah, it was it was back and forward and, and a mix of uh, de- uh, decent defence and then I say two quarterbacks dueling uh, it out really. So good game.
1: Yeah, it was a good game, wasn't it? Obviously quite a close one, like you say, coming back at the end to win it. Um, but yeah, Pickett, obviously running a couple in as well. He started the season really well, hasn't he? You know, just looking at his, uh, even just his touchdown numbers and I'm like kind of cherry picking the stats there but also um, just quite stark, really, that he's only thrown for 13 touchdowns is his career high so far. That was last year to nine inceptions. So never really blown the doors off. I'd say not really a, a school that has loads of talent, but he's also already thrown six uh, six uh, touchdowns. So he obviously started off really hot and looks to have really made a bit of a step up with his, with his play.
0: Yeah, and, and the kind of ball security as well is, uh, is fantastic. He's not like uh, forcing it into... Uh, dangerous windows and everything like that, which I can attest to with uh, Florida State's play on um, at the start of uh, Saturday night there. But 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 no, you know, very measured and, and looks quite the uh, quite the player really, and uh, maybe not um, NFL caliber uh, or, or early rounds NFL caliber yet, yet but uh, but n- not bad at all in developing week by week. Mm.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was. A, it's a shame for, for Pitt, actually. You know, They had uh, Jaden Twyman, who I was really looking forward to seeing this season. He's uh, opted out. We've got uh, Paris Ford there, probably the, the best player defensively for them. And uh, yeah, he's uh, looking to kind of move up the draft boards uh, towards the end of the draft. Kieran, what do you want to say about Pitt?
2: The, it's about Kenny Pickett, and I just mm-hmm. can't get my head around it, but the two gloves for a quarterback. <laughs> I know Teddy Bridgewater does it. I was going to say,
1: uh, mate, you do defend Teddy Bridgewater.
2: He said at the Combine that he threw better with the gloves on. But as somebody who has played football, I can't understand it personally. But I do have small hands, so gloves might have benefited me. I've just never understood quarterbacks who who wore two gloves. It always always really spun me out because it feels like it would be a bit more uncomfortable.
1: So you're, you're obviously like a, a quarterbacks guy, quarterbacks coach. Um, what's the, for the listeners who won't know, what's the advantages versus disadvantages of wearing one, two or zero gloves? Does it just feel on the ball as uh, simple as that?
2: Honestly, some guys play better when they get the feel of the ball, but you tend to find a lot of quarterbacks, especially at high school level when... Some guys are fully grown, some aren't. One glove, I feel like, is the most advantageous because a lot of a quarterback's job is catching the ball to start. Mm -hmm. And one glove really helps you keep hold of that ball, especially if it's raining. But two gloves, I've thrown a football with two gloves on and it doesn't seem as easy. It seems like you really got to give it some more because you're worried about it sticking to your hand. I know it's not going to, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it's rare that you see a quarterback use two gloves unless they're not super comfortable at the quarterback position clearly Kenny Pickett is but uh yeah it's, it's just weird whenever I see a guy wear two gloves it, it surprised me because especially when you get to the NFL mm. most guys don't even wear one glove you see guys like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson and all these guys top level guys they don't wear gloves and like Drew Brees hasn't got the biggest hands clearly he's about what Five five. he's a small dude <laughs> so it, 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 it's weird but um yeah, two gloves is interesting I mean, some players just feel more comfortable that way maybe that's how they played their whole lives mm. I don't know man it, it just still is uh weird to me to see a quarterback wear two gloves especially at this higher level
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, like what you said it's comfort level isn't it, it's whatever you're used to whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever you're used to and whatever you feel best with I guess, it's, it's just preference isn't it, but yeah, definitely a rare one for sure
2: yeah, like it it makes sense in the rain. Mm. Or if you've got cold hands, but yeah, I've, I've just never never understood it for normal weather games because we've seen Dak and Carson do it when it's cold or wet, but mm. just, I, I still can't get my head around it.
1: One person who didn't have cold hands on the, the weekend was Miles Brennan, right?
2: Come on, we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I know Rob's just going to sit back and take his headphones off for this section, but... Vanderbilt got absolutely dunked on. Look, I know they're book smart, but they're, they're not very good at football, are they?
1: It is Vanderbilt. Let's be honest. You know we can't go off too much for this one, surely.
2: They're, they are nerds.
1: <laughs> That's they what they want,
2: though,
3: to
1: be fair. That's why they went there.
3: <laughs> allegedly, really like... they're allegedly nerds.
2: <laughs> I mean, just just ask anyone. Vanderbilt's a very good school but they never mention how good they are at athletics. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they scored one touchdown all game. I, def- I told you Stingley would be a difference maker. He absolutely oh, locked it down. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> we well,
1: absolutely... against, against Vanderbilt. You're saying that he, you know, he just didn't need to be there did he?
2: Look, we picked off a true freshman quarterback (laughs) twice. I don't care what you say, that's impressive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This game was that like those, you know, where you see like a little brother fighting with the big brother and the big brother's just got his hand on the forehead of the little brother. It was basically (laughs) like
2: that, right? (laughs) I I don't tend to go make a cup of tea, like halfway through the third quarter, like while the game's still on. Wasn't missing much. It it was just a one-sided beatdown and LSU was swinging the hammer. Hmm. Like there was nothing they could do talk about emery as well john emery is an absolute animal 8.6 yards per carry 103 yards and a touchdown that's i don't know if that's vanderbilt but that's ridiculous that was (laughs) amazing amazing. yeah there's not much to say apart from we schooled him Terrence marshall two receiving touchdowns kirkland two receiving touchdowns But Keyshawn Booty got involved. Eric Gilbert, again, looked fantastic. Big, rangy, strong. Defense showed out. We got about, I think, four sacks on the day.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it just wasn't fair. But then again, I'm not going to criticize Vanderbilt. They did give it a good go. They had a freshman quarterback play an all game. They actually had a second freshman quarterback come in and lined up for a few snaps at wide receiver. So that was actually... Very interesting. But yeah, v- Vanderbilt played well. I'll give them credit where credit is due. They, they tried their best. They got absolutely bombed on. But uh, it's LSU. We would have done this to Alabama, Florida, Florida <laughs> State, everyone. So
3: up <laughs> for Mississippi State?
2: Uh, I've never heard of that team, mate. Can't, can't comment.
1: They, uh, they're that team that lost this weekend to Arkansas, I think.
3: Yep. So where, where do you stand on that one? The 1-9 Ar- Arkansas team, by the way.
2: <laughs> Arkansas did what you're supposed to do against the team running the air raid. They yeah. controlled time of possession. If you don't let a team that runs the air raid get the ball, they can't score because they are a volume team. They have to throw 30 to 40 passes a game to be effective. It's not like a regular team <clears throat> in the SEC where they can run the ball 30 times a game and pass it 30 times a game. Like LSU, we only ran the ball, I think, just under 30 times this game. I think it was 28 uh, runs, but that was two of those were Miles Brennan. But we threw the ball 37 times, which is irregular for us. But obviously you saw a lot of the routes, like crossing routes across the middle and stuff. he, He wasn't afraid to just let it fly. But... Mississippi State, what they did wrong in their game against Arkansas is they let Arkansas control the time of possession. They kept hold of the ball. They moved it slowly. They moved it five yards at a time. They they obviously had some big plays, but they didn't let Mississippi State get, the, get a hold of the ball. And when they did, um, Kevin Costello was he was throwing wild. He was throwing... I don't want to say throwing scared, because it's not like he was getting lit up a lot, but he didn't look like he who he looked like against LSU
0: previous week 59 passes uh, Costello through 3 interceptions there you go mate maybe Arkansas's defence is just better than LSU's I'm
3: glad you said it Andy I'd
2: rather jump in with that I might have to walk off boys that's that's crossing the line there
1: (laughs) (laughs) now we need you for later I'm going to stay in the SEC I'm going to tell you about Alabama I'm going to tell you about some, some good SEC football uh, it was a beatdown. It was another beatdown, wasn't it? But at this time against Texas A and M, who, yeah, they're just not good. Are they? Kellamond, He's just not a good quarterback. I think he's he's flashed. He had that game against Texas where everyone billed it as uh, the Kellermond versus Sam Ellinger show last year, and Texas just took him to town, didn't they? And uh, yeah, just not a good team. I don't know why they ranked in the top twenty. It just should not happen. Alabama showing their showing their their teeth really in this one. Really coming out. Putting a, putting a dunk on it, like I say, really. Matt Jones highlighted in our Winners and Losers um, article that came out on Monday. Matt Jones looks good. He looks really good. He threw some really nice passes. Just looked like he didn't try to do too much, to be honest. Super efficient, throwing some bombs, like you say. You were talking about big plays for LSU. A guy called John Metchie. just another one off the conveyor belt of these Alabama receivers. 181 yards, two touchdowns five receptions and Jalen Waddle putting up pretty similar numbers, five catches, 141 and a touchdown. Really um, just blew him away really with big plays, but not, you know, not overthrowing it, not throwing 49 times, as we've just heard like KJ Costello. Matt Jones threw it 27 times, completed 20 passes, threw one to Texas a as well, but put up 52 points. He's, he's good, as I said, that's how I opened it. And that's what the overriding feeling was as I was watching him. And he was amazing in my winner's column. And um, I just think he's, you know, we don't often get really great quarterbacks that come out of Alabama. You know, we got Tua, uh, he was a bit of an anomaly. I'm not saying Matt Jones is going to go first round, but he's definitely looking like a draftable prospect as, as, as the time goes on. So, yeah, I'm really impressed with him, really impressed with John mechin and like I say, another, another one of the conveyor belt. Uh, Waddle, um, excellent. Devonta Smith was excellent as well, even though he didn't, you know, put a great box score. Um, but yeah, another just dominant performance by Alabama, to be honest, on the way to national title. I was just going to say,
0: uh, from a slightly bitter FSU point of view, point of view is uh, Jimbo Fisher done? Because surely by now, um, we should be seeing some kind of production from from a Texas AM and m team that he's had for a couple of years. Um, it's his recruits in there now. Um, yeah, feels like, you, like you say, not great from Caelan Mon, but the whole team just looked a bit flat. They don't seem to be going anywhere. Is Fisher uh, the right man for the job there?
1: I, I think you're right. I think he's, he's definitely going to be on the hot seat as time goes on, because like I say, times a ticking, isn't it, down there? And the class themselves is a big programme. And they've not really, you know, none of these recruits that he's kind of brought through or the players that he's kind of coached have really, you know, made a claim for being a top, top pick or, you know, being a really top player in college football. You know, we're thinking... You know, Miles Garrett, then what? Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans, these are it. And these are these are guys that have been in the league for quite a bit or in Johnny Manziel's case, would have been in the league for quite a bit. You know, it, I'm looking down their roster and I'm thinking, where's the talent? You know, I think Mon got talked up because he went to that school, but he's not a great quarterback in my opinion. So yeah, no, I completely agree. I think you're on the on the money there, to be honest. He's going to be, uh, yeah, looking over his shoulder a little bit as, as uh, the time ticks on. Kieran, did you want to come in on, on something on that one?
2: I was just really impressed by Jalen Waddle. He was fantastic. He's so fast. He's ridiculous. I know Alabama's sort of known for these big speed burner guys that can take mm-hmm. the top off and off at uh, defense. Sorry, but it's fantastic. And uh, you know Alabama's got a bit of a quarterback pedigree. AJ McCarron wasn't a complete disaster.
1: I mean, he won two national championships, didn't he? So maybe not in the NFL, but you know, yeah. he's a college quarterback.
2: I know, he's good. He made that Bengals bench really warm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's doing that job now? Ryan Finley, isn't it? It must be a a, a great place to go and uh, hold the clipboard. One of my favorite quarterbacks coming out the other year. Not. Rob, you're going to tell us about a Big 12 matchup where uh, K State came out on top again? Yeah, Big all this SEC
3: week. talk. Um, we, all, we all know there's only one team in the SEC this year, Florida, so I'll let you boys fight out with number two. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to take you over to, to the Big 12 Um, and a pretty underperforming team so far this year, in my opinion, the Te- Texas Tech Red Raiders. They were going up against last week's darlings, Kansas State Wildcats, the guys who who knocked off uh, Oklahoma last week. And I thought it'd be a little bit of a letdown spot, to be honest. I really thought Texas Tech were going to win that. They were in my coupon. They let me down. They lost 21-31. Kansas State taking the home win. And first and foremost, Kansas State looked really good. Um, I watched probably three quarters of this game. um, And there is a freshman running back for the Kansas State Wildcats called Deuce Fawn fantastic name to start with um but second of all he went for 194 all-purpose yards uh and two touchdowns um true freshman he's quite a sort of stumpy running back he looks he's a bit like cj anderson um but he looks a bit better than cj anderson to be quite honest he, he, <laughs> he looks really really good um one of the last plays of the game um they they saw that there was going to be uh, a blitz uh, between Vaughan and 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 quarterback um Will Howard they they picked it up and they were they won the same same wavelength and they, they just went off for a massive run at the end there uh, both starting quarterbacks uh, Alan Bowman for Texas Tech and Skylar Thompson for Kansas State both left the game with injuries didn't last very long at all um so it's basically a game of the backups uh henry colombie came in for the texas tech raiders it actually looked pretty good 244 yards two touchdowns one interception um but it was all kind of using the second string guys which really bugged me because i have two texas tech guys in my fantasy team which is obviously why i had a bit of interest in this game you can see where i'm going here um uh, running back sir roderick thompson and tj vasher wide receiver they're in my fantasy teams but they were pretty much no factors. Um, Thompson rushed for 46 yards. uh, Vasha had two receptions, 10 yards. Um, So it's kind of like the second stringers um, that got the work. Uh, So the wide receiver two and three, Eric Zankanma, I'm not very good at pronunciation, I'll leave that to you, Lee, Uh, and Kishon Carter. Those are the two guys that benefited out wide. Uh, They combined for uh, 77 and 52 yards, respectively, with one touchdown. So um, it was sort of it was average going from Texas Tech kind of the expect the sort of the game you sort of expect from a backup quarterback um but even still they just lacked the killer punch for me um but Kansas State, credit where credit's due. They've they you know they picked up from where they left off last week. They lost the starting quarterback, but came in and and like I said, rushed the game. Uh, they, the game management was fantastic. Um, it really was. They 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 were up in the first, uh, um, in the second quarter. Um, they were sort of pegged back in the third, but then they sort of went away with it on the fourth. So it was it was good game management. It was well coached. Uh, it was a good game for the neutral. Uh, disappointing from a fantasy perspective for me, um, and I did jump straight on the waiver. to to see if Deuce Vaughan was there but he got picked up in midweek by one of the other players so unfortunately he he, he wasn't there for me but yeah uh, a good game to watch all, all around. He wants to keep an eye on there, not it in the Big 12 at the moment mm.
2: Can
1: you say something on this one
2: from this game and he looked fantastic he, he the the best part about it is he's five foot five and about 200 pounds the <laughs> yeah. dude the dude looks really strange on the football field because yeah. he's so small but he averaged 7.1 yards per carry this game that's even at college that's and for a guy of his stature is absolutely unreal it's just mm. fantastic play and from the, him
3: f- the fans love him there's just there's there's obviously not too many fans in the stadium at the moment, but there are fans, and there was just do signs everywhere. I mean, this kid's a true freshman. He's played three games, but he's just the fan base is just he's won them over already, mm. um, and he's going to have a very very bright college career. And hopefully, um, you know, he, again, he's a bit undersized, but you know, if he can if he can make a difference, he could be a one two punch for uh, or sort of. A, a, first and second down guy for a potential NFL team longer down the road but yeah certainly a great start to his college career. Hmm.
0: I was just going to say I can't believe you didn't get any magic from the backup Harry Trotter. <laughs> 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 <I have it. laughs> what a name, what a name.
1: <laughs> college football is the king of the names isn't it really when you go through them all it's, uh, there's a lot there. <laughs> we we'll of have a little article on that surely at some point from one of us. Oh yeah Andy you wanted to talk about Tennessee didn't you?
0: Very briefly, I just wanted to say, like, what a absolute beast of a, an offensive line they've got. Um, mm. I was just having a look at it earlier, and they've got uh, f- obviously uh, five starters. Uh, three of them are five-star recruits, two uh, four-star recruits, and it's look it's an absolute like unit of a uh, well, of a unit, uh, and that kind of <laughs> <laughs> that kind of showed on uh, on Saturday. Two hundred thirty-two rushing yards uh, with Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. Leading the way there as they beat uh, Missouri 35-12. but like just wanted to like comment on that O line, which looks absolutely fantastic. And I mean, I, I thought like at least three of them look like NFL caliber linemen along there. So uh, yeah, man, like something to something to watch. And you, you don't often get a lot of uh, like praise for uh, O lines when they're when they're playing well. It's normally they get dissected when they're uh, when they're like t- look trash. But man, this Tennessee O line looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, well, it has got Trey Smith headlines it, doesn't he? The big guard, um, obviously player that people had eye, eyes on for last draft cycle, but he opted to stay home and have played another year in Tennessee. But yeah, Jeremy Pruitt down there in Tennessee has had a lot of good recruiting class, hasn't he? Especially recently, and uh, yeah, might be coming to fruition now a little bit um, with that with that class there, and especially that, like I say that offensive line. So yeah, definitely one to watch for sure, especially um, you know with the draft community. And these limited games that we've got to kind of analyse players this year, it all, all counts almost double, really, because it's the small sample size that we've got this, this season. So, yeah, no good shout. Definitely one to watch, um, you know, moving forward. So, do, do we want to we talk about some Florida for a minute? Because they're just ridiculous at the moment, aren't they? They're just blowing everyone out of the water, aren't they? Yes, I think, Rob, you want to come in on Florida, I'm sure, because, you know, it's just <laughs> it's destroying people, aren't they? At the end of the day, it's, it's looking good for your bet
3: yeah yeah um i'm writing lines for uh, mr dust covered cleats down there um <laughs> every week um but yeah no i really want to talk about kyle trask uh tony and kyle pitts and i'm thinking what can i call them um KKK no I can't call them that no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah it's they, they are such a good tandem these three guys uh, Kadarius Tony had the game this week uh, 86 yards uh, receiving touchdown uh, Kyle Pitts again two touchdowns he's on he's on pace what, what was it Andy he's on pace for something like something ridiculous wasn't yeah, it? it was huge, like 30 touchdowns play. this year or something yeah. crazy <laughs> Um, and Kyle Trask again. He wasn't quite as impressive this week as he was l- uh, last week, but 268 yards uh, passing, four touchdowns, one interception. Um, you know, the guy's a Heisman winner. He's, he's, he's going to be getting it this year. Absolutely dead sir. There's your money. Put it on. <laughs> it's not looking a bad shout to be fair at this at this moment in time.
1: Like yeah. I say,
3: just going out there destroying guys, aren't they? Absolutely. And I so say those three are are the, the the henchmen of that team, and, and they're looking so so good.
1: And next up is Texas a so we can expect... Yeah, and
3: on the other side of the ball as well, the, the defence looked a bit better this week. Obviously, they, they sort of gave up a lot of points to will Miss uh, last week, but they looked slightly better this week. So, you know, um, small improvements. And, and yeah, again, like you said, Texas A&M is... Uh, A test because I I do still think Texas A&M can offer something. They've still got a good offense, so um, they can spring a surprise. uh, And It's a good game. It'll be a good game to watch next week. Mm. Kieran, what did you want to say about that? Sorry,
2: I I was about to say that the real tests for Florida are going to come on the 7th of November against Georgia and the 17th of this month against the LSU Tigers. I think (laughs) I'm going to give all credit to Florida here if they can beat those two. Then yeah, they're going to stake a claim as the best team in the SEC this year. I'm not saying South Carolina or any of the teams they face so far this year are bad, but none of them have a winning record. So uh, we'll we'll wait to. See. I'm big on Florida this year, and it pains me to say that because I'm going to clip that. I would Perfect. I would rather have hemorrhoids than be a Gators fan.
1: But out. they have
2: they have <laughs> been very, very good this season. And I'm not gonna rag on Kyle Trash because he's been absolutely fantastic. Mm. His completion percentage is off the charts, and everyone at that team has just just made plays. But uh you got two real tests coming up in the next three weeks. So it'd be interesting to see how you handle with them.
1: Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, definitely the bigger test to come, absolutely. Um, just kind of a bit of a rundown of other little bits and pieces of news. Um, obviously, SMU going really, really well, featured in my uh, winner's side of our article, um, Shane Buschel playing really well. Shame about an injury to Reggie Robertson. Um, he was absolutely flying over 200, approaching 250 yards, I believe, as he as he went down. Um, Texas, not good. And also not good is Auburn, who have Bo Nicks at quarterback, so they're obviously not good. Uh, losing to Georgia 27-6.
3: Saw a great nickname. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was Georgia one against Bo Six. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he doesn't
1: often put all that in my opinion, but yeah, he's just not good. Um And then another another team that featured in the in the winner side of the column is Oklahoma State. And I just wanted to kind of use this as a bit of a transition, really, into the Big Twelve. Just like so open at the minute because Oklahoma not even ranked. Uh, moving into the Red River Showdown next week against Texas, not ranked. Texas yep. lost. You've been talking about K State. We've got Oklahoma State that are unbeaten, three and zero. The Big Twelve is is where the excitement's at at the minute.
3: The crazy thing is though, Lee, like Oklahoma can still make the Big Twelve final. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. if they if that they win true. out, that that division is not is not great. Um, so <laughs> even still, they've got two losses. But man, I would you know, it's not looking good. And it's, I mean, I saw the tweet from the, from the uh, full 10 yard CFB, i pay, I guess, and that was Julie saying, Don't want to actually think Texas is good? I assume so. So uh, yeah, this weekend is going to be a, a really bad, good game um, because it's, you know, yeah, uh, you'd expect it to be a good game, but Two bad teams so far this year. I mean, Texas have gone what an overtime against Texas Tech, and they've lost this week um, mm. against TCU. So they certainly haven't got out of the Texas games very well. So let's see if they can uh, go, move across to Oklahoma, see if they can do any better across state. But you know, um, yeah, it, I, I want to watch it, um, but I'm not sure that my eyes are going to like what I see, <laughs> except from Sam Menninger, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran, what did you <laughs> want to say there?
2: I uh, just want to say, Spencer Atlas sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so happy he's playing badly. He, he's he's such an asshole. So I'm I'm
3: glad that this I'm seeing becoming, him. this is
1: becoming personal. This. <laughs>
3: I don't like him. His, I his watched alleged, QB1 allegedly. <laughs> it's becoming
1: a personal crusade.
2: Nah, I met him. He kicked my grandma. He's horrible. Um, <laughs> Watch. I watched QB1 Beyond the Lights, and he just came across as arrogant and not willing to put in the work that you need to be a top-level quarterback. He's taken over Oklahoma, thinking, "Look what Stoops has done," and just put. Bu- you guys can stop laughing now. Look! Look what they've done at Oklahoma, <laughs> making these great. Uh, Heisman winning quarterbacks and then he's gone in there thinking he's just going to uh, waltz in and take a Heisman with no effort required <laughs> no mate if you want to be a Heisman winning quarterback you've got to try you just can't go out there and air it out every other ball and be like I was on TV I'm great nah mate it's not how it works what
1: do you want about Bob Stewart as you know what I mean Lincoln Riley Oh, uh,
2: yeah Lincoln Riley whatever <laughs> they're all the same to me they're just old white men who teach football uh, Spencer Spencer God. Attler is not good at football. Mark my words, he won't even get drafted.
1: Oh come on, that's not true. That's not true.
2: Hundred Did he right. actually
1: kick your grandma?
2: Allegedly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. And that's gonna make it into the the blurb, I think, of the of the, of the, exactly. the pod when I post it up. Um, but yeah, no, next week, obviously, Red River Showdown. should be, It should be a good game. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the spectacle that we're used to with no fans or very few fans, at least. But it should still be a good game. I mean, I think the players will be up for it. These, these you know, college football is an emotional game and these guys will definitely be up for it. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that one. Five o'clock, our time in the UK on Saturday. I'm sure it'll be all over your telly boxes. There's a few, good, a few other good games knocking around next week as well. Clemson at Miami as well, looking like a good one. Um yeah, I'll be watching that one. I think be saying up for that one Miami looking pretty good in the ACC. Um, Andy, obviously, you're our resident ACC guy. Uh, are they the real deal this year? Do you think for uh, Miami? Sorry,
0: you're going to say Florida State? Or? No, oh, I yes, did have a bit of a slip so. there. No,
1: no, the Miami. I did, I did <laughs> mean.
0: Um yeah I think Miami are that they, they look really uh just like good in all areas which is uh, uh makes a change for them um you know uh, Derek King uh looks fantastic uh, great little uh, acquisition there and really sorted out a very uh, poor to average um quarterback room and then uh, even with the, the the star defensive line, uh, uh, defensive linemen out as well, that, that it, the unit just looks uh solid, they look like they're playing for each other. Um, and yeah, if anyone's gonna uh, like give Notre Dame and, and Clemson a run for for their money in the ACC this year, it's definitely them, and, and you can't really argue what they've put on paper so far. But yeah, first obviously, first big test, um. Let's hope they can, it'd be great if they could cause an upset. It would really uh, shake those rankings up, wouldn't it? So, yeah, uh, not, not a bad team at all. And, uh, and and yeah, they obviously scored a very poor Florida State a couple of weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it would, it would definitely put the cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it, if they could get an upset there. How likely do we think that is amongst us, though? Because Clemson just making this march, aren't they? They, they look like a bit of a juggernaut going forward, don't they?
0: You know, I'll, I'll pitch in and say I, I don't think it's like completely out of the question. I just think um, Clemson really hasn't faced the challenge yet, uh, and th- this season, if if anything, just shows that the kind of week to week, it's just completely different. Like each opponent's kind of got something new up their sleeve, and um, and with like the lack of tape on on some of the younger players and stuff like that, it's, there's upsets every week. So why not? Mm. Yeah, go on, Keir.
2: Yeah, I think it. it there's certainly. If any team's going to make an upset, it's going to be them. But ever since Dabo Sweeney's took over Clemson, they have just gone from strength to strength. And I know I'm not exactly a Trevor Lawrence fan, but that guy is a legit quarterback. He plays great football. And it's going to be hard to beat a guy like that when you've got a quarterback in there with wide receivers and running backs with genuine, you know, one play touchdown ability. Mm. So, I think that's going to be genuinely one of the most interesting games this season to see how, you know, the U go into Clemson or I don't know who's playing at home, but obviously crowd's not going to be a factor anymore. It's going to be really interesting to see what team really takes that game because I don't think there's many teams out there that can go up against Clemson and beat them apart from like the Alabamas and the LSUs of the world. So it'd be interesting to see what Miami can do.
1: Mm. Yeah, you're not going to get to play them this year though. Unfortunately, it's not what we're going to see. <laughs> uh yeah i think yeah the, the acc is definitely a, a hot hot topic in our group obviously we've got three acc fans so you know you're missing out north carolina here who are you know still unbeaten only played a couple of games because it was yes. getting cancelled so yeah um you know we'll look forward to seeing how that the top of that division sort of plays itself out really this, sorry
3: yeah, there's another couple of sort of smaller games. I don't know if you're going to mention some more games to watch out for this weekend, but um, I'm really interested in uh, where is it? Kansas State, as we just mentioned, against TCU, because obviously, um I said, they both took on the Oklahoma Conqueror derby. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um and and yeah both beat texas i uh, sorry the um tcu just come off that good win against texas kansas state off of oklahoma and texas tech and you know it's a bit of a uh, sort of a triangle with those teams and mm. i think that's the sort of the best two teams are now sort of meeting um no offense oklahoma fans um and another one that i quite like is again what i've just mentioned texas tech against iowa state um mm. iowa state had a abysmal start to the season they lost against the, the Raging Cajuns week one um, but again they came back and beat Oklahoma last week so um, they're looking like they're back on on track and it's, it's October so of course it's it's Brocktober um, so that'll be uh, a good one to watch I think as well so yeah definitely it's like you say it's uh, heating up at the top of the Big 12 however you have missed
1: off the biggest game of this weekend you know it's it's Rival it's versus weekend. Army it's oh Rival but in in into podcast rivalry week, as uh-huh. the Notre Dame Fighting Irish face off against the Florida State Seminoles.
3: Oh, I thought you meant uh, me and Kieran facing off in the fate in, in the fantasy group. <laughs> <laughs> that will probably be closer. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, I did say to Andy, is he ready for Tommy Tremble?
0: And what what was my response, mate? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I said, uh, "Rob running a fade route would probably trouble this FSU defense, so we're we're all good." (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a sore subject, I'm sure.
0: It's like I don't know. The the thing is, it did like come together a bit. um, I mean, it's it's just hard to even like be that happy it came together because of who it was against, but. Uh, at least we didn't lose is the is the main thing. But um, Jordan Travis looked uh, looked reasonably good when he came in. Uh, like we we've got this like tradition of sticking with the big pocket passes, and we tried to make it happen with uh, Tate Rodemaker to to start the game, and it just looked absolutely awful. And and just to kind of show the way the game's going, you put Jordan Travis in and can run the ball, catch the ball, uh, move around behind the the, the line, and just like a different team, really Get, got the ball downfield. He only, he only threw something like 12, 15 passes, but 210 yards. And then added a load on the floor of his feet as well. Just kind of inspired things going forward. A bit worried about, um, Tamori and Terry and co, um, in, in the receiving core, um, not really getting a lot of separation and he's taken a couple of massive hits uh, to the head and stuff in the first couple of weeks. So just fingers crossed that uh, that's not kind of holding him back and they're not yeah. hiding any kind of concussion or anything like that. But yeah, um Oh, the only way is kind of up after this this week get this week out of the way, and then hopefully it's kind of a, a a bit of positivity for the rest of the season
1: That's it. I mean you're off the mark you were saying in the group chat that you don't know if they're gonna win a game after last week, so <laughs> you know, you're off the mark you you know, it's not a, it's not a goose egg is it so that
0: is it well when you were like saw that I don't know if you watched any of it at all, but the uh uh, there's two lads turned up to to watch it, like head to toe in like body paint in uh, in garnet and gold, and the the camera just kind of panned them as we were 21-7 down to Jacksonville State, and you just kind of thought that is a poor life choice, lads. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: that was going around Twitter, wasn't? That was quite a funny moment. <laughs> Uh, big Marvin got his first sack, obviously it is against Jacksonville State, but off the mark, you know, one of the players that we're looking out for, I think we had him in our first round, didn't we, when we went through our mock draft earlier on in the season, so, you know, one to look out for, and like you say, it's the only way up, isn't it, for Florida State, can't really go anywhere else, okay. but but yeah, um, yeah, we're looking forward to obviously a few, few big games then, knocking around in the in the college football ranks next week, and um, Anyone else got anything they want to mention before we move on and get out of here?
3: The biggest uh, game of the weekend has been cancelled. My very own App State Mountaineers, as I'm ripping the shirt. Um, Their game got cancelled against the Raging Cajuns, which was one that I was really looking forward to. So I'm glad about that. Is that a COVID casualty, is it? I believe so, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, so it's going to be a theme, isn't it, throughout the season? Mm -hmm. Kieran, sorry, go on.
2: I know we talked about uh, fun names earlier, so I just wanted to point out uh, LSU number one wide receiver, Keishon Boutte.
1: Yeah, you got to mention that. It's a
2: very fun name. Yeah, <laughs> and, I think we uh, need to
1: put in. put in a bit of a sweep, aren't we, of, of good names. Potential for now.
2: memes is all I'm saying.
1: Mm. Especially <laughs> if LSU have a bad season, or if he uh, gives up, uh, you know, I don't know. Is he a receiver, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, if he like, lets a catch slip through his fingers or something like that.
2: I mean, if you saw us this weekend, <laughs> we there was a, a couple of questionable passes from Miles Brennan that probably either went a bit too high or the receivers just you know struggled to catch. So, so there, there's there's a you know he's he's had his moments, but he's not been a complete booty just yet.
0: Yeah, gone under. Just one more for me, mate. Just uh, quietly doing the business so far with Georgia, aren't they? They uh, mm. got the job done at the week. We mentioned how bad uh, Auburn were, but um, but Georgia just getting the job done. Defense looks good and uh, nice little, nice like early kind of game next week against uh, Tennessee as well. So that should be a bit of a, a bit of a battle, and hopefully, uh, you know, got a third ranked team versus the fourteenth, which should got a bit of um, potential for for a bit of a good one. So yeah, mm. good watching that.
1: Yeah, it's a shame for my fantasy team if we're going to go into that uh, JT Daniels. I thought he was going to slip into the starting lineup and then didn't get a peep out of him. So kind of screwed me over this week with uh Stetson Bennett playing and been playing pretty well while looks things and didn't watch the game but uh statistically looks looks pretty decent. And obviously he played last week didn't he? As he split time with um I can't remember the name of the quarterback but uh, but yeah, yeah, Georgia's are looking decent and they're ranked number three in the AP poll as things stand at the moment behind uh, Clemson, and Alabama. So yeah, kind of quietly going behind the of their business and uh, yeah, looking good so far. So then um, as we move on to the last part of the programme, obviously just going to draw your attention to a little bit of um, you know, work that we're doing amongst us. Obviously, as we had every week so far throughout the season, we've had our winners and losers column go out, which Andy's kind of heading up, and I chipped in this week with our winners. We've kind of mentioned a few of those guys that have popped up in us but if you've not seen it already. Head over to FullSellingHouse.com, have a little look at that. Um, also retweeted out from the uh, the college account earlier on today. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get you all involved in that one. Kieran, we were saying just before we started recording that this uh, Justin Herbert article is going to have to go up pretty soon. Otherwise, it's going to look silly, isn't it, really?
2: Yeah, I, I, he's uh, he's proved me wrong, like seriously wrong. Like, I mean, what two, two games? But still, like, he's looked very, very impressive. But I will draw your attention to something else I said before we start recording. That I received a tweet even this morning or last night, uh, replying to something I said 19 weeks ago, where I said. <laughs> Josh Allen is going to be a problem this year I said I think it was actually on Instagram it might have been I'll find it for you now quickly Um, based yeah here we go it is on Instagram I said (laughs) 19 weeks ago uh, stats only show half the story Josh Allen is going to be a top 5 quarterback going into 2020 (laughs) and I received a comment saying aged well so yes We'll have the Josh it. Allen article cool. is almost done. I've just got to edit it. I was potentially holding off to week eight because I want to see more of what, like, more of a sample size. But at this mm. point, I just want to get it out because of how well he's played. And uh, I think on, probably going will tape, get man. out before Buffalo's next game. Yeah, yeah capital, capital
1: I, I, on that take for sure.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I think uh, easily I'll have it out um before buffalo's next game i'm mean, gonna we'll be doing a lot of video content as um tim's probably told you but yeah i was gonna Josh Allen i was Oracle gonna
1: give news. you a little chance to plug your your new venture with us tell tell the listeners about that who might not have seen it already
2: well we've gone with the names kieran's corner but like uh rob said earlier that that many k's might not be a great idea <laughs> so uh, we're, 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 we could always tweak it um But yeah, I'm going to be doing short little 30-second clips for Instagram, mainly, and I'm going to throw them on Twitter as well, Hmm. and then every week you're going to have an extra audio podcast from me uh, predicting NFL games.
1: Solo venture, isn't it, as well,
2: going out on your own. Yeah, you get get to hear me uh, moan about Carson Wentz and things like that, and (laughs) there's nobody there to tell me tell me to shut up so it's gonna be
1: quite interesting <laughs> is that it is that is that where the genesis of it is we give you enough crap on this podcast so you have to have your own podcast
2: oh yeah i just wanted to call carlson wentz trash and not to have anyone tell me to stop um no I, I just i just thought it'd be it'd be um fun to uh predict some games go into uh depth about players I'm interested in, try and call attention to players that maybe we wouldn't lack at normally. So I'm very excited to get that out and uh, had some positive responses from the first episode that went up on uh, Saturday.
1: Yeah, for sure. So if you've not seen it, um, check it out this weekend coming on. Is it every Saturday that you're going to be putting those out then?
2: Uh, Every Friday or every Saturday, depending on how things fall.
1: Cool. Okay. Yeah. So end of the week, as you move into your weekend, check out Kieran's corner. He'll be talking about players that he likes and players that he doesn't like and telling you all about them and uh play play is mostly is it mostly who you don't like you like to go off about some things don't you
2: <laughs> i i like to ribbon poke fun at certain players so so this is for the opportunity of me to do it but i'm being hmm. smart about it and i'm not swearing so you guys don't have to edit too hard
1: <laughs> and rob you'll be off to the fantasy podcast straight after us won't you have to record on a monday night
3: yeah I am yeah and I've also coming down the same lines as Kieran actually I put a tweet out a few weeks ago and it's aging very well and that is NSU <laughs> 6 and 4 this year uh, so I waited for Kieran to comment uh, in, a, in about 6 weeks, uh, about 8 weeks time to say aged well, anyway uh, yes, uh, on to the fantasy show for me straight after this uh, but I am going to be MIA for a couple of weeks because we have baby coming on Friday through a C-section um, so I am going to be uh yeah not not about for the next couple of weeks but I am on paternity leave so I'm going to try and get some articles written up uh including something college-based as well um I really want to I, I'm going down the same route as Kieran again I really want to trash talk some Adam Gaze uh, in the <laughs> NFL I really want to get an article out about how he's just the worst like head coach in history um, and I'd really like to write up again about guys uh, like like big Deuce uh, in uh, in Kansas City I'd like uh, in Kansas State I'd like to pick out some of these sort of under the radar freshmen or, or sophomore guys mm. in college who are who are looking really really good so hopefully if I get time because obviously I'm gonna have a hopefully a, a a scream not hopefully a screaming baby I hope she's quiet but you know I'm <laughs> gonna have a, a baby with me all the time and mrs upstairs um, recovering from her operation. So um, I might be busy. If I'm not, I'll be writing some articles for sure.
1: Well yeah, hopefully we can get it out and big congrats as well on the image. Right, yeah. Sure. Um yeah, just for the people who can't see on Zoom. Andy was nodding his head very, very vigorously on the Adam Gates comment as a Miami <laughs> dolphin.
0: <laughs> I, I did a uh, like first and, and ten podcast the other week where it was kind of like you had to defend a random statement that they that gave you and it was like uh, Adam Gaze is the is the the prodigal son of Miami and I want him to return and it's <laughs> just like absolutely no way I could think of anything. <laughs> That's the one at the end where you
1: have to say true, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 I had to say I did it a few weeks ago myself, I had to say that Eli Manning was better than Philip Rivers and yeah, difficult. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> but yeah, lots of lots of good content from all four of us coming on the full time yards, um, also from the rest of the full time yards family as well. So you know, go over to full Time Yards com, have a little look at what we've got coming out and also you know get your podcast feed liked and subscribed as well and I think we're trying to push our YouTube channel as well aren't we so get your get your likes and subscribes down for that as well and you'll, you'll get all those coming into your inbox when they when they hit of which obviously as we said before will be Kieran's stuff that we're coming out on the weekend as well so, yeah, we'll leave it there for today. Um, I think the last thing we'll do is we'll just give out a personal handle. So, if you want to hit me up, my name is Lee Wakefield. I can be found at, at Wakefield90 on Twitter. And I'm often, as Rob's outing me, throwing slander out on the Full 10 Yards College account. So, that's at Full 10 Yards CFB. That's where you can find me.
3: Rob, go go. tell you where we can find you. Yeah, don't go on the full uh, 10-yard CFB if you're a Sam Allager fan. Um, <laughs> won't be the place for you. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at FFBritBaller. Andy, where are you at? Uh, AJ
0: Moore, 21, and uh, Dolphin underscore UK pod, which is uh, a pretty depressing place to be as, uh, as ever now. But it's time for tour. So, uh, yeah, Kieran, how about you, mate?
2: I am at DCCYTFootball on Twitter and Cleats on Instagram.
1: Awesome. Yeah, give us all a follow and give us all a like as well whenever we post our content. But yeah, thanks for joining us again for another week of College Football Action. And yeah, we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. For all your football needs, check out our website, full10yards.com or follow us on Twitter at Full10YardsCFB. And remember, keep those eyes peeled.